Live from Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois, this is Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network and Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. For the 11th time in 2022 and for the second time on an oval, the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires is back in action here on the IndyCar Radio Network. My name is Nick Yeoman. Thank you so much for joining us here on what is a mostly overcast sunsplash afternoon. We've had some showers here in the area, but things looking pretty good. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us. And Davey, 75 laps ahead for these Indy Lights drivers. Everyone, of course, chasing Linus Lundquist in the championship. They're going to be chasing him from the pole as well today. Yeah, that's always been difficult. Whenever Linus gets the pole, it seems like he takes off every time. And even when he's not the fastest car in practice, as we've seen in Nashville, he was like fourth or fifth in practice. But the rains came, and they weren't able to qualify. Puts him in front. He still checked out, even though he wasn't the fastest car on track. So uh, with Lundquist on the pole, I think it's going to be hard. But, you know, Peterson, he's hungry. He wants, he wants to get some wins. He wants to show what he's got. He wants to show that he could beat Lundquist. So it'll be interesting. Down in turn one last night, uh, Nick, the, the second groove was good. It wore in. So maybe he can get a good enough run and try to make that second groove uh, work through one and two and get by him early. Yesterday, after our points leader won the pole position, Michael Young caught up with him. It's his seventh pole position of 2022. Seventh pole in 2022, you're still extremely excited when you got out of that car. This has been a dream season for you. Walk us through the latter part of this season. You've still not missed a beat, still getting those poles. Where are you mentally right now? Uh, mentally in a, in a happy place right now. Uh, obviously, massive thank you to my team, h and Motorsports, the Deadcoin Racing. They gave me a great car. We were good here in the test a couple of days ago, and we just improved little by little, um, and we knew that qualifying is going to be super tight. So um, I don't know how much it was, but I'm sure it was close between me and me and Benjamin. And good to see him out there to have a HMD uh, from our lockout. You know what was close that first lap for you? It looked like you had a handful. Well, tell me about it. Yeah, and and I knew as well that I was going to have to push to the limit and maybe a little bit beyond um, because I remember qualifying here last year. I was under the limit, so I thought you know I'm going to have to change that up. And um, yeah, it was a close call in one, but we managed to string it together with a good second lap as well. So super happy. You all but have the championship locked up. I know you're not looking for 2023 yet. You're still finishing out this season. But as a driver, walk us through the beginning of the season when you were at such an odd race in St. Petersburg. And to come here now and to be where you are, talk us through this year for you. As you mentioned in the beginning, it's been a dream season for us so far. And what's even stranger is that probably during whole of December, I wasn't even sure that I was going racing this year. So to be able to be in this position, leading the championship, and hopefully, you know, we we can be in the big leagues next year. It's uh, yeah, something I couldn't have dreamed of. You know, looking back eight nine months ago. So just super happy and trying to do my best in the position I am. I know that I'm in a car that's able to win. So just trying to put it to good use. Not to put the cart before the horse, but any idea where you'd like to be in 2023? Indy car. That's it. <laughs> That's my answer. Well, it looks like you're going to be there. So well done today. Well, best of luck for you tomorrow. Thank you. Seventh pole of the season for Linus Lundquist. So Linus Lundquist will be your pole sitter when we drop the green flag here. Just moments away from firing engines. Uh, Davey Hamilton for some of those drivers trying to chase him. Matthew Brabham starting third today. Christian Rasmussen fourth. What's it going to take to get around Lundquist uh, and, and certainly managing those Cooper tires for 75 laps? Well, that, that's another key thing, right? The track seems to be pretty easy on tires. Just, you know, depends on how many yellows, how many restarts. And that's going to be the tricky part because draft does play a part here. And I think once you get the cars close together, they're going to use that draft to their advantage, and maybe a couple guys can gain up on him. But uh, I think Peterson has the best opportunity. Brabham, he's pretty good on ovals. Remember him at, uh, at the Iowa track. He was really, really good there and had a car to win at the end, but unfortunately was taken out by Lundquist um, down the back straightaway. So uh, it should be exciting. And, and, and remember the points championship from second back is really, really tough. McElroy with 126 behind, and then you got Rob, Singer Rob, Brabham, Peterson and Rasmussen all fighting out for that second position. Yeah, still a lot up in the air in terms of this lights championship. Final thing, Davey, uh, quickly, the rain shower that we had roll through here. How do you think that's going to affect the track position? Yeah, I, I don't think it really did. It was it was a rain shower, Nick, but it wasn't a hard one. It just it just got things wet and left. So, um, you know, the Indy Pro 2000s were on track race. It seemed like their, uh, their, their times were where they were. So I think we're going to be in good shape. Looking forward to it. 75 laps around Worldwide Technology Raceway. Indy Lights with just uh, four races left in this 2022 season to decide a championship. Linus Lundquist, again, your pole sitter. 
Here to give the command to start engines on behalf of Cooper Tires for the Indy Lights at Worldwide Technology Raceway, it's former IndyCar driver Johnny Unser. Gentlemen, start your engines! And here's a look at your starting lineup. Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires. Starting lineup. Row 6. Ernie Francis Jr., United States. Kiffin Simpson, Cayman Islands. Row 5. James Rowe, Ireland. Jacob Abel, United States. Row 4. Christian Vogel, United States. Daniel Frost, Singapore. Row 3. Stingray Rob, United States. Hunter McElroy, New Zealand. Row 2. Christian Rasmussen, Denmark. Matt Brabham, United States. On the outside of row one. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. And starting on the pole. Linus Lundqvist, Sweden. The field starting their first of four parade laps here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Here to call the action on this mile and a quarter oval. You'll hear him call the IndyCar race later today here on the IndyCar Radio Network. Mark Janes. Mark, what a view, what a racetrack, and what an afternoon here just outside of St. Louis. Great city of St. Louis is just behind us. We can see it as we look over our shoulder, but directly in front of us, of course, this mile and an order course, and uh, mile and a quarter course, we should say, and uh, what a challenging one it is. A couple of 1,900-foot straightaways and some unforgiving turns. Three and four, pretty much flat out. Not so much through one and two. Tire management going to be the key today. Going to be interesting to see how these Cooper tires hold up. And who manages the best, I think, over Nick Gilman? Over 75 laps, I think that will be the key to find out who gets to victory lane today. Got a pair of talented pit reporters to help uh, describe what is going on down there. We hope for uh, not as much action in the Indy Lights race as we do for IndyCar because the Lights cars don't do pit stops. But uh, for a look at the conditions, let's check in and welcome in Jake Query. Jake? Thank you so much, Nick. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to those of you who are here at the Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. It is warm. 88 degrees is the ambient temperature. As you had mentioned, some rain showers fell just a bit ago, but it was only about an eight-minute shower, so we shall see what that does for the track conditions. But right now, the humidity at 48%, a lot thicker air than what these cars got used to yesterday. The track temperature, 115 degrees. Nick, the highest part of that temperature, the most heat, comes right around turn one. But right now, the sun has no impediment whatsoever, but there are clouds that it can dip behind from time to time. We shall see how it all unfolds here, just in the shadows of St. Louis, Missouri. Joining Jake on pit lane, Michael Young. Michael, give me a driver you've got your eye on here as we're set to go racing. Well, Nick Yeoman, there's a couple of things I'm looking at. One driver, Benjamin Peterson, quick in Nashville, as Davey had mentioned. It got rained out, and he never really made his way back to the front. He has been quick again this weekend, keeping our eye on him as he starts on the outside of row number one. And then looking back to that race in Iowa, Matthew Brabham starting right behind our pole sitter, Linus Lundquist. Have bygones been bygones? Have they left those bad feelings toward each other and put those aside? We shall see, because Matthew, Matthew Brabham said, you know, I'm still kind of irked about that whole thing. So, they're running going to be next to each other throughout most of this race. It'll be fun to see how this whole thing plays out. And race car drivers uh, sometimes don't have short memories, Davey. They remember <laughs> when somebody's done them wrong. Well, that is true. You always want to get it at least even and never never have somebody owing you one. That's the best case, but you're right. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll all play fair, all play clean. It, it's good. This, you know, this racetrack really has put on a good race. When we first started coming here, it was a lot of follow later, but any more, man, I'll tell you, the second and third grooves have been coming in, so we'll see what these guys can do with that. Looks like Mark Janes, they're stacking them up two by two. It took them a while to get organized, but they got to the setup at turn number three, and as you mentioned, rows two by two. Linus Lundquist, Benjamin Peterson will lead the field to the green flag off of turn number four. Next time I see him, Nick Yeoman, they'll be moving through here a lot faster, we hope, certainly safer. Hope for a good, clean opening lap, Nick. Call the finish, or call the start and the finish. Round number 11 is underway, a very, very slow start. They're already trying to go four wide deep in the field, but it is Linus Lundquist who's going to lead them into turn number one. Matthew Brabham has the inside advantage on that second spot. Big wiggle by Benjamin Peterson. Christian Rasmussen nearly tags the wall. It's getting wild on the opening lap mark behind our championship leader. Matthew Brabham has uh, held on to that third spot that he grabbed between turns one and two. Meanwhile, Linus Lundquist is long gone. He'll get to the start finish line on lap number one first. Yep, his advantage across the start finish line already five car lengths. The battle is for second as Matthew Brabham looks to the outside of that orange car of Benjamin Peterson. They'll go wheel to wheel, side 
side-by-side -side out of turn number two. Brabham's got the advantage. He'll use the banking. Mark, he'll nose ahead halfway down the back stretch. Early on, the high side through one and two is a fast way through here. However, that car doesn't seem to handle nearly as well for Matt Brabham between three and four. Saying that, he has a half a car length advantage. Now they go back side-by-side -side to the exit of turn four. Good, clean racing on a good, clean racetrack. It's Brabham on the outside. He'll nose ahead, take that second spot as they arc their way into turn number two. Benjamin Peterson's going to have to gather it back up. Christian Rasmussen runs in the fourth spot. He's got Daniel Frost about a half a car length behind. But, Mark, the leader is Linus Lundquist by about a football field into turn three. Frost picked up a couple of spots on the opening lap, and he is currently in a side-by-side -side battle for the fourth position. He found the bottom of the racetrack, which is the fast way around three and four. That drag race for that fifth position stays side-by-side -side as they head back to turn one. Boy, they just banged wheels across the start-finish line. We're talking about Frost on the inside, Rasmussen on the outside. It's the battle for the fourth position. Davey, this is a heck of a race, and it nearly spilled over on the front yeah, stretch. Yeah, way too early to be playing, uh, you know, chicken basically is what they're trying to do, and just try to fake one of the other drivers out way 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 too early they're side by side through three four great race but man they can't be rubbing wheels and they're looks like they're about ready to do it again now this front straightaway mark james they are not giving each other an inch rasmussen and frost down the front stretch yeah daniel frost wants the advantage he's not going to have it just yet uh, because again to the high side rasmussen looks like he was shot out of the cannon to that high side so that battle shakes loose for now gotta wonder maybe if the guys on the pit box or the guys upstairs said hey whoa it up just a little bit david did uh, rasmussen to get the run, or did Frost have to check up a little bit? Yeah, well, I think, well, see, oh, Rasmussen did get in that wall. He said it looked like he didn't. No, he really did get in that wall in that first lap. Didn't seem to hurt his car. Lost a little momentum, but he's already worked himself back into that fourth position. And, yeah, I, I think it was a situation where Frost got down too low into turn one. Car pushed up, pushed Rasmussen up. Daniel had to lift, and Rasmussen was able to get the momentum off the corner. It's a 75-lap race here at Worldwide Technology Race Raceway. And uh, the racing, the first six laps, maybe a little more intense than a lot of these drivers and teams want. I know the fans have loved it so far. Up front, it is Linus Lundquist as he leads Matthew Brabham uh, by 1.2 seconds. Brabham has that second spot locked down after a good battle with Benjamin Peterson, who settled into third. Christian Rasmussen, again, doesn't look like the ill effects of tagging the wall on the opening lap have affected car 28. He sits in the fourth spot. Then it's Daniel Frost. And then Davey, some even separation further back as they work their way down the back stretch uh, towards the back of the field. So, so this is the part of the race where everybody kind of sees where they're at. They know what their car's doing, how it's handling, where the, who and where they could feel they could, how fast they could run the track. Key thing now, manage tires because it's going to change. The face of this race will definitely change as the tires wear down and the car, the balance starts going off. So you want to save some tires for the end of this. Mark Jane's good battle for the sixth position. Jacob Abel in that red and white car, he had his hands full with Hunter McElray in turns one and two. If all did not go well into turn number two, it kind of looked like that previous battle and the loser in that got awfully high, may have actually brushed that outside retaining wall and lost that spot. Good looking battle, though, down the straightaway and into one and two. Yeah, you could throw Stingray Rob into that mix as well as Stingray runs in the eighth position. They all head into turns one and two. Stingray run to the middle of the racetrack. His teammate, Hunter McElroy, towards the bottom. They're going to have to gather back up. Right behind him looks like Christian Bogle went really wide to the exit of turn number two as well. So, Davey, we're seeing a lot of drivers struggle with getting through turn number two. What is it about that corner that is so tough to navigate and get the throttle down? You know, it's crazy. It's, it's, I tell everybody how tough it is, and it's been a while since I've been on the racetrack. And then I went out there this morning, and it just reconfirms how difficult that corner is. And what happens is you really have to do a super late entry because uh, it's a tight corner down there, very, very tight. And you shift down a couple gears, but it's really you have to have a lot of confidence just to put that much steering wheel in the car it feels like the back end wants to come around um, and then you're, you're trying to get on the accelerator and it just it's, it's just difficult and it runs turn two is so tight coming off there and, uh, that's why we see so many people take the wall so it's definitely the most difficult corner yeah and i'll tell you what uh, i think christian bogle might have got the wall more than i initially thought i don't last i saw in a replay it looked like he had kind of swung back across the racetrack at exiting turn number two but he is bringing that car down to pit lane and davy we're getting to see a replay Got it pretty solid yep. there out of turn two. And it definitely bit that toe link in the right rear. I seen when it hit, it towed that right rear toe out, and that's what happened. He just got too too late. You got you have to make a straight line off that corner, or you're out of business. And uh, with that toe link bit, that's going to put him out of business.
So the driver from Covington, Louisiana, has uh, brought that car back, back to pit lane. Michael Young, you can assess the damage and maybe confirm what Davey said about that right rear. Spot on, Davey Hamilton. Yeah, that tow link on that right rear is bent. The crew is going to work on it right now. They can get it changed, but obviously Christian Bogle's day will be done, at least as far as the competitive nature goes. So working uh, lap number 13, and Mark James, that lead for Linus Lundquist got up to about 1.2 seconds. It is now down to under a half a second as both Matthew Brabham and it looks like Benjamin Peterson starting to claw away at that race lead into turn three. Uh, Brabham noticeably closer over the last couple of laps for sure as they make their, make their way through three and four. He stuck right into the tire tracks, and, and I'm not saying he's a threat yet, but it's noticeably closer than it was, say, two laps ago as they head toward turn one. And I think we're all looking forward to maybe seeing these two uh, drivers battle, Davey, for those that maybe didn't tune in for the race at Iowa a few weeks ago. These two were battling late in the race uh, for the win. They went through turn number two, and uh, describe for folks what happened. Yeah, you know, Brabham really saved his car for the end of that race and had a, re you know, extremely fast race car. Obviously, uh, you could by visually see how much faster it was, and he just decided he was going to go around the outside and, and was doing that. And rather it was Lundquist, Lucas Spotter, whoever didn't tell him uh, that Maddie's on the outside. He was there, and he moved up and put Maddie into the wall, which took uh, the, any chance for Matt Bradford to win the race completely out because it, bit, it basically tore his nose wing off. And Lundquist went on to win the race, but they did penalize him three, three positions, yep. I think it was. And so really that move, uh, you know, those are ones you look back on and go, you know, second's better than third kind of thing. And, and, and uh, you know, finish the race under, under your own power. Yep, it was Hunter McElray who ended up scoring the race win, so we will see if we get Lundquist versus Brabham round two. The gap down the back straightaway, Mark James, about six car lengths here on lap number 16. Yeah, he's a little bit closer, for sure, each and every lap, and uh, I, I think he made a nice run to close that gap down some, but again, let's not discount the experience, and not that Linus Lundquist at this point isn't an experienced driver in his own right, but I think given the wealth of the depth of experience that Matthew Brabham has, Davey, in all forms of racing. There's no question, I think, a race of this length at a track like this might come into Matt Brabham's failure in terms of knowing best how to manage those tires over the long haul. Yeah, it could very well be, and, and hopefully he's doing that. You don't know what the balance of these cars are right now, but you're right. I don't think he's pushing as hard as he can right now just saving those tires because he's been in this situation before in these long races. And I'll tell you this, after Iowa, Lundquist doesn't like seeing Brabham in his mirrors, I promise you, because he, he came late in the race and was, was giving him all he could handle before they had that incident. So right now they're both, I'm sure, going, okay, what does he got? What does the other guy? You don't know that. So uh, it's going to be a, it should be a good shootout. Let's give you a full field rundown here, working lap number 18 of 75 here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Your leader is Linus Lundquist by uh, six-tenths of a second on the racetrack. That equals anywhere from four to six car lengths. Matthew Brabham runs in that second position. Benjamin Peterson is hanging with those front two. He runs in third. Christian Rasmussen sits in fourth. Daniel Frost is fifth. Jacob Abel is in the sixth position. Hunter McElray runs in seventh. A few car lengths ahead of Stingray Rob, who is eighth. James Rowe is in the ninth position. Tenth is Ernie Francis Jr. Eleventh is Kiffin Simpson. Twelfth is Christian Bogle. Uh, Michael Young, he is nine laps down, and you've been watching the efforts to repair that machine. Yeah, the tow link is repaired, but now he will go ten laps down, Nick Young. And he's back out onto the racetrack, but obviously out of contention today. That is pretty impressive, though, Davey. I mean, dude, you repair those tow links. Apparently, it doesn't take you very long. Yeah, it doesn't. These, these teams really have these cars, you know, down. And one thing to Delara, they do is things like a tow link, the easy things to change noses, wings, tow links, things that happen in race cars often. They make those really easy to change, and these cars, these teams all have them adjusted properly, so it's a, it's an easy, uh, you know, easy fix. Now, one thing that we could just talked about at the start of the show is the points championship. How important is that second place on back? Well, right now, if the race was to end right now, and Brabham stays in that second position, it actually moves him up to the second position. It goes back and forth there because it's that's how tight it is, but it would move Brabham to second, McElroy to third, Rob to fourth, but they're only small points apart from each other. So, I mean, I think it's 132 back for um, Brabham, 133 back for, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it's 100, yeah, 132 back for Brabham. McElroy at this point is 133 back, Rob 144 back. So, 
good battle. Yeah, the battle uh, has been really good behind Linus Lundqvist all season long as we've kind of been debating uh, throughout the course of the season who is the second best driver in Indy Lights and it seems like every week it changes. Right now it looks like Matthew Bradley as he continues to put the pressure on our championship leader Linus Lundqvist. Always important to point out what's at stake. This is the Indy Lights series. It's a de developmental series one step below the NTT IndyCar series and a uh, really nice uh, prize and a scholarship of over a million dollars awaits the champion. Looks like it's going to be Linus Lundqvist and uh, Davey for many years now that champion has parlayed that scholarship into an NTT IndyCar series ride for many of them. They've worked it into a full-time effort and for guys like Joseph Newgarden they've turned it into a career in championships. <laughs> yeah not only that yeah setting records already early in his career and, and somebody's going to be around a long long time so this is a really good avenue to IndyCars and and uh, you know, one thing we continue to say is, is we, I love oval racing. I, we'd like to see more oval racing. I think all of us would just because of it's so exciting, so competitive, and, and really so high risk. We like the high risk part of it as well. But um, but these drivers, I tell you, they're second to none. They have a lot of good experience. They come from all over the world to drive these cars to do what? To get into IndyCar Series. So uh, it's a good stepping stone. We reached the one-third mark of this race. Linus Lundquist is still your race leader. And Mark Jaynes, I'm not sure that charge by Matthew Brabham has, it appears it maybe stalled out a little bit here over the last four or five laps. Well, and he may have concerns of his own uh, in a handful of laps because the front three have started to separate themselves. I think we can now say that Benjamin Peterson feels uh, a little more confident in his chances maybe over the next uh, third of this race, Nick Yobin, because uh, what was a sizable gap between the front two and the third place running Peterson has now turned into an equal gap if not occasionally Peterson's able to pull a little closer up on Bravo. And uh, of course, always important to point out, Davey, these are 75 lap races but they're sprint races. We don't do pit stops yeah. in Indy Lights, so uh, what's the best way to describe to folks how different a race car feels on 25 lap tires compared to 50 lap tires to the end when they're going to be doing lap 75. Well, here, here, here's one great thing is is the Cooper does such a great job on their uh, on their uh, tires and and how consistent they are from the start to the end. But you're going to lose. Uh, you know, you see, as a matter of fact, I'll give you more, you're going to lose about a second a lap on those tires, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. Maybe just a little bit more. And the car, the biggest thing is. The car balance is perfect. It goes through the, the corner. The front's not sliding. The back's not sliding. It just rolls to that corner. As the tires wear, some of these cars are going to start experiencing, okay, the back's a little, little loose. The front's a little tight, meaning it won't turn. So uh, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, you know, degradation in tires. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's uh, about managing them. And, that, and that's part of it. You know, we're, we talk about these are young drivers, many of them, you know, teenagers, early 20s. Uh, this is part of the stuff that comes with learning how to take care of a race car over a long run. I mean, the IndyCar race later today, we're talking about 260 laps. So this is, this, you got to learn this. You, gotta, you absolutely have to learn it. And, and you know, so Sometimes they go longer than a full stint in IndyCar, so that's good to know. And then when they are able to move up, they know basically it's a lot longer race, but at least they know how long the stints are before they come in. Everybody thinks, oh, the pit stop, that's a good time to get a, have a break. Not at all. That is probably the most stressful time for these drivers because it's so much work, and you don't do it every... When you're on the track, you're lap after lap. You get a rhythm. You kind of get a groove. You know what your car's doing. But coming in pit lane, make sure you get down to speed leaving without going over the speed limit and then the acceleration lane getting up to speed as fast as you can not easy at all and these drivers say you know i mean they hang it out because one second costs you basically a football field if you if you miss out 30 laps into this race and the pace is uh, still pretty strong drivers up front turning laps over 157 miles per hour it's a bit of a four car breakaway at the front linus lundquist by about four car lengths over matthew brabham another six or seven back to benjamin peterson and then christian rasmussen's done a nice job in that fourth position. He's about two and a half seconds behind your race leader. Then in fifth, got him all by himself in his own area code entering turn number one is Daniel Frost, the driver from the Singapore. He's got about a half a straightaway lead over the next best battle, if we can call it that. Uh, Jacob Abel, who sits in the sixth spot. Hunter McElroy, seventh. Stingray Rob, eighth. James Rowe Jr. runs in ninth. Then you've got Ernie Francis Jr. in the tenth position. Eleventh uh, is Kiffin Simpson. And then again, nine laps down is Christian Bogle. Back up front, Mark James. Let's pick up that battle for the lead. I wouldn't call it a battle, but boy, Matthew Brabham is just hanging around about six-tenths of a second behind our race leader. I'm sure he's hearing from his spotter more than he was, for sure. He's closed it down to within about ten car lengths, and he really gets a nice run into turn number three. 
It's not a four-car battle yet, which we thought it might be, although the top four certainly have gained some measure of separation as they work their way back to the start-finish line. And heading into turn number one is our race leader, Linus Lundquist, again, about four or five car lengths. They keep those left-side firestones uh, just off of the red and white uh, curbing to the inside of the corner. They lead Benjamin Peterson in that orange and black uh, car. That driver's had a really, really nice sophomore season here in Indy Lights. He uh, is sixth in points, but has been knocking on the door for his first career win. And then about another 10 car lengths back is Christian Rasmussen, who has kind of come to life about two and a half seconds behind. Rasmussen sits fifth in the championship. Of course, we're gearing up Davey Hamilton later tonight. The uh, Bomberito Automotive Group 500. I shouldn't say tonight. It's a afternoon race uh, heading to dusk. And uh, as of right now, for those listening around the country, I can say the sky is still pretty blue, which yeah. is what we like to see. We, we love that. I mean, there is that small chance of some showers. It did shower and have a little uh, rain rain earlier today but it dried up very rapidly and i can't i, I think this race is going to happen i mean it looks like say right now it looks straight you never know it can roll in but as soon as this race is over i mean they're getting right after it nick we got to get down there get ready and these the indy cars are going to be lining up for a green flag yeah we will take the airwaves uh, on the indy car radio network at uh, five o'clock central time and i believe we command it's been given at 501 yeah. so uh yeah get in your seats if you're here at the racetrack because uh, things did get moved up just a little bit uh, to, you know, help with uh, with the, the chasing the rain to try to get the race in. So uh, right now we're working lap number 35, make that 36 for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Your race leader, he's led all 36 laps so far. It is Linus Lundquist, and the stats on his season so far, Davey, just incredible. He got his seventh pole position yesterday. He's looking for race win number six. He's been on the podium seven different times this year. Uh, this driver from Sweden came back for years number two and boy he's impressed a lot of us uh, a year ago Linus Lundquist as a rookie won a couple races really wasn't in the championship hunt with Kyle Kirkwood and, and David Malukas but he was the guy that I think most of us circle as the favorite and boy he's delivered yeah how, how about that running you know he was up against two really really good guys and they moved on to IndyCar uh, but this is just proving this year on how good he was and, and he challenged those guys last year but just not as consistent that he wanted to rookie season I think if you know, all those three drivers are in this series again, that he would be mixed in right up with him just because that little bit more experience that he has. So uh, really good job. Looks like Matty Brabham still closing in on him. And like I said, that's the last thing he wants to see Matty Brabham his mirrors in that uh, powder blue and yellow car. It stands out plenty good. He, he, he knows he's back there. Yeah, Mark James, it's down from six tenths to a second across the start finish line. It was four tenths. Looks like Matthew Brabham continues to put the pressure on. So we could have a battle for first and a battle for third right behind them. Uh, the front two starting to separate themselves a little bit, Nick. But Benjamin Peterson knows that Christian Rasmussen is there now. Little by little, he's been catching that third-place car as all four work their way off of turn number two. Yep, down to out of turn number two. They're all catching the lap car of Christian Bogle as well. Bogle is going to go to the inside, and he'll let the race leader go by. In fact, he may even take the pit exit lane now or the pit entrance lane. He'll stay to the bottom. They'll all get a chance to sweep around uh, the seven car of Christian Bogle so they can uh, put him a lap down. Battle for third, though, is on Mark James. Here comes Christian Rasmussen looking to the outside. They had to make a decision because they had that slower car to the bottom, and Rasmussen's going to grab that spot to the high side. We'll see if he gets momentum off the banking. He, is, he indeed does. Benjamin Peterson gets a strong run off of turn number two. He'll look to the bottom into turn three and wisely lift and tuck it behind him. Yeah, it looks like uh, navigating the lap traffic is what opened this battle back up. Rasmussen takes advantage of it out of turn number four. Already he's opened up about a three-car length advantage. Ben Benjamin Peterson going to have to try to pedal to get back in podium position into turn number one. Rasmussen, though, working that middle groove, Mark James, out of turn number two. About a three-car length advantage for Rasmussen. Peterson tried to track him down, but all they could do was watch him sail away. We'll see who lifts if anyone going into turn number three and now it stays about nine car lengths now as they work their way between three and four. Dave, you got a chance to uh, see a replay on that pass? Yeah, a strong move. a solid pass. I mean, that car, Rasmussen, is really locked down. Looks good. And we thought Peterson being the fastest all not this, this race, the last race of practice, really showing a lot of strength, but as this race continues, back to what we're talking about, his tire wear, and as these tires start 
start getting heat in them, the rubber starts wearing down, the cars start changing balance. Looks as if maybe Peterson is uh, struggling with a little bit of that. Lap 42, let's go to pit lane and Jay Query. Don Lambert is, of course, the team manager for the Road to Indy for Andretti Autosport. Let's talk first about this. You've got a number of cars in this, but I noticed something interesting. You watch over, you run over, you watch them coming off of turn four. And I just wanted a glimpse for our listeners. What exactly are you looking for when you're watching the lines of your cars? Uh, just a little bit, just to see how their car is handling coming off of four, if, if they're sliding all the way to the wall, if they're getting off, you know, a couple feet to the wall. It just kind of gives us a little bit of an idea how their how their cars running. They haven't said much. We don't we don't like to talk much on the radio, so we're just you know we have to kind of look look and see see how things are going for them and. You know, unless it's really bad, they'll call in, but... Well, it's getting a little tricky now, isn't it? it? Because it the is. conditions are a little different than what we saw in practice. Yeah, it's starting to... I think it's a, it's a little slick out there, but I, I think our cars are looking pretty good right now. So, we're making some passes. That's what we need to do. Now, so let me ask you, does Matthew Brabham, will he have the tire conservation to be able to make the move late, Matthew Brabham? I would say yes. All right, we'll see how it shakes out. That's Don Lambert, who is, of course, the team manager for Andretti Autosport for the road to Indy. Nick? Thank you, Jake. We've been watching a really good battle for the sixth position. Jacob Abel and Hunter McElray, Mark Jaynes. They've been going at it as they head into turn number one. And Jacob Abel's going to get to turn one first and try to hold off Hunter McElray. McElray tries to gain some momentum with a later entry running a half a groove higher. Higher, not much of a benefit off the banking as, uh, again, McElray starts to pull away and they set up a turn number three. And Davey McElray's car, a bit of a handful a moment ago. Yeah, right now, yeah, he got completely sideways off of turn two, got in that dirty air behind Abel um, and got that thing sideways. McElray, what, what he needs to do, he definitely has a faster car right now than able but he needs to get the timing down he tried to make a, a late pass down in, in turn one and two and when he did that he just lost all momentum and lost a lot of ground where he needs to learn the timing of it better and that meaning that is be behind him a little way so in the center of the corner when you're wide open coming off that you're gaining on him and take advantage of the draft 30 laps to go your top five Lundquist, Brabham, Rasmussen, Peterson and Frost back to pit lane and once again with Jake Query. One interesting thing to note is Davey had talked about this is a collapsed schedule now and the fact that IndyCar is going to be going very quickly after this race just a couple of minutes ago before I talked to Don Lambert suddenly all of the yellow lights along pit road began to flash almost like those lights you see in a hotel that, that brightly tell you if there's a smoke alarm going off of course that means that pit road is closed that is not necessarily applicable for this particular race where the cars unlike Christian Bogle are not designed to have to come in to make a pit stop but when that light went off it suddenly created a little bit of panic amongst the teams of what took place that is suddenly causing those yellow lights to come off what they determined was they're having an issue with the pit closed lights and as a result they're working on them right now that's of course an issue that's going to have to be resolved one would think before the IndyCar race but it did create just a momentary confusion here along pit road yep uh, that can't be uh, something you want to see if you're a race car driver last thing you want to do is confuse you guys behind the wheel maybe well, well one thing I noticed last night and it caught me off guard as well in turn three I could see the, the yellow and red lights flashing over there meaning that there's either yellow or red on the flag I couldn't tell exactly or both you know and and the cars were still going and going I looked down at one of the flag stands so what happens in that situation the team tell the driver don't worry about that you know race control come on don't worry about it we got a light issue but yeah it catches you off guard especially I'm ready to call yellow in a practice session I, observation I from, here, from the so, turns. Uh, yeah, get that fixed. 25 laps to go, and Mark Janes, I think things about to get interesting up front because it looks like our leaders are catching some lap traffic at three and four. 25 laps to go this time by Kiffin Simpson is first in the crosshairs, and it's the 99 of Ernie Francis Jr. The three cars, in fact, in front of the leaders, and they are drawing a beat on them now in the exit of turn number two. And quickly, David, let's talk about the dirty air that our leaders are now going to experience right behind three slower race cars. So what's happened is Matty Brabham's been uh, dealing with his dirty air for a while because he's been in second place behind Lundquist. Lundquist hasn't had to deal with that. Now he's going to find out how his car handles in that dirty air. Is he going to be able to catch up to him and be able to pass him? Or is that dirty air going to affect him enough where Brabham maybe could catch him and make the pass? Lundquist is about four to five car lengths behind that first lap car of Kiffin Sips and Mark Jaynes as they roar out of turn number two. Last time, Brabham got a really good run off of turn number two and pulled up on him. We'll see what the leader can do with that first lap machine. It's James Rowe. Rowe stays to the high side. Brabham going to try to go with him. Here's the problem. 
He got bottled up behind him in the exit of turn number four. And meanwhile, Christian Rasmussen, who was running in third, just slapped the wall at the exit of turn number two. That car disabled is creeping its way down pit lane. We stay green, though. Now, Brabham has cleared that lap car of Kiffin Simpson as well. So, Mark James, one for one. They both got him done. The next car in the crosshairs is Ernie Francis Jr. Yeah, thanks for the correction. That was indeed Kiffin Simpson. It is James Rowe that is running in front of Ernie Francis Jr. That's who both are catching now in turn number four, and that's going to be a battle now the main straightaway. We'll see who gets him to turn one first. Now the front straightaway, Ernie Francis Jr. is going to stay high. That'll allow uh, the race leader, Linus Lundquist, to sweep to the inside, and he will put Ernie one lap down. Now what can Matthew Brabham do out of turn number two, Mark? He's going to look to the inside as well, down the back stretch. Ernie Francis Jr. making friends for sure. He is staying out of the way and let them race, although he did pull the back even with him in the entrance to turn number three, but there's no question I would say your leader, uh, it's easy to say, Nick Yeoman, and I think uh, pretty accurate that he has been very fortuitous in terms of where he has caught lap traffic. Yeah, there's no doubt. That, that is part of the battle, right, Davey, of catching those lap cars in the perfect spot to make sure you can make that uh, pass. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is key. Timing is so important when you make any pass, especially on these ovals. It's, we see Rasmussen right now getting out of his car, uh, going to be rejected. He was fast. He just went over and the car stepped out and just uh, went over the edge that little bit and hit the wall really really hard uh, so he's up for that. Mark, let's take a look at that battle we've been talking about all day long between Jacob Abel and Hunter McElray down the backstretch. McElray's going to look to the outside. He is going to stay to the outside and he probably will stay there. The battle for fifth works its way through turns three and four and Jacob Abel is going to lose that position and boy Nick, that car really got out of sorts at the exit of turn number four and that opens the door for Stingray Rob to the bottom side of turn number one. Yeah, Abel did a nice job of catching that car as it washed up the racetrack but he lost too much momentum as Stingray Rob sweeps to the inside so McElray steals the fifth position away from Abel and Stingray Rob now moves his way into the sixth spot. Up front Mark James we just saw Matthew Brabham trying to work his way around James Rowe getting awful interesting up front. James Rowe Jr. has not made it easy at all for Matthew Brabham. He stays in the throttle really shoved him to the high side between one and two and as a result he'll lose momentum all for naught though because he goes a lap down anyway. Matthew Brabham now, free of all the traffic, just like Linus Lundquist, Nick Yeoman, 57 laps complete. Can he track him down? Yeah, now we get to find out, Davey, exactly what those two drivers have. They've completed and swept through the lap traffic. Uh, plenty of racetrack, green racetrack ahead of them. It's going to be a shootout here with 18 laps to go. Yeah, it sure is. And one thing, the lap traffic definitely advantaged Lundquist over Brabham. It seemed like Lundquist was able to catch him in better areas on this racetrack where he could just go by him. Kind of left Brabham in the corners on corner entries where he was having too much lifting. and But right now, they're back to kind of where they started when they went out. Right now, Matty Brabham, six tenths behind. Yeah, Brabham caught uh, James Rowe at turn two in a really weird spot. In fact, it got awful tight wheel-to-wheel. -wheel, and I think Brabham had to check up a little bit. He ultimately gets around James Rowe Jr., who runs in the eighth spot. But uh, up front, uh, with the problems that Christian Rasmussen had, it has become a two-horse race. Linus Lundquist, your race leader out of turn number four, by about five car lengths over Matthew Brabham. That's how they have run for much of this race. 1-2 at the front of the field. Third is now Benjamin Peterson. Fourth, Daniel Frost. Hunter McElray runs in fifth. Stingray Rob is sixth. Jacob Abel is seventh. Eighth is James Rowe Jr. Ninth is Ernie Francis Jr. And tenth is Kiffin Simpson. And Mark Jaynes, Matthew Brabham simply won't go away. He's got it down to three car lengths into turn three. Now, every time I think uh, Lundquist starts to feel a little comfortable, it becomes a false sense of security in a hurry. The mirrors really fill up of that 83 car now. He really makes a strong one has it down to three car lengths into turn number one. It is Lundquist versus Brabham round number two. In corner number two, Brabham, that car washes up the racetrack. Lundquist gets a really nice strong charge down the back stretch. He'll open it up to about five car lengths as they duel into turn number three. If he's going to get him, I think it's going to have to be between three and four and then down the straightaway because for whatever the reason, Matthew Brabham, he just can't keep the car next stuck to the bottom of the racetrack through one and two. Let's hear from Christian Rasmus and Jake out of the race after an incident in turn two. Christian Rasmussen is out of his car. It was terminal. Do you know exactly what happened? I could see the disappointment. I think I think we had a little bit of damage from the start. Uh, I had a, when I was on the outside into one two. I had a guy uh, that went a little bit loose, which sent me a bit wide, and I touched the wall on, on the very first start on the first lap. 
Um, so I think the car was a little bit off, and that's why I lost some pace to the front. Um, but as fuel burned, I think the, the race was coming, kind of coming towards us. We were down in fourth, got up to third, and was catching the leaders as well. Um, but I think it was just the, the, the damage to the car from the start just kind of caught us out at the end. Uh, I got a, a, a big understeer into one, which turned to an oversteer on exit. And then I, I smacked the wall, unfortunately. Um, it, was, it was a shame because I felt like we were, we were coming on pretty well towards the end. I, I felt like I had a good race car. I could pass. I could be on the line that I wanted to. Um, so it was just a shame. Disappointing, I know, but I appreciate the time. Thank you. Christian Rasmussen, next. Yep, driver from Denmark will finish today in the 11th position. May slip back to 12th as Christian Bogle is still on the racetrack. As for the battle up front, the cross-the-start-finish line, they're going to see 11 laps to go. Linus Lundqvist has led every single lap here at Worldwide Technology Raceway, but for the majority of this race, it has been about a five- to six-car length advantage over Matthew Brabham. That is still what it is, Mark James, down the backstretch with ten and a half laps to go. Davey, I really think if this track was identical, Matthew Brabham with the setup of his race car, if three, if one and two was like three and four, he could have caught him, probably already passed him, but for whatever the reason, Matthew Brabham's car is just not very friendly through turns one and two. Yeah, I see that. He just loses too much momentum down to one and two. It has to lift just a little bit more through the center of the corner, or it gets on the throttle a little bit later, right there in that area. Seems like he got a better run this time, but that dirty air seems to be affecting him down in that corner. And Davey, we talk about it. This is not a symmetrical racetrack. It is shaped like an egg and thus that becomes a real challenge to kind of set these race cars up uh, to handle both ends of the racetrack correctly. Yeah, exactly right. As we say that, Matthew Brabham did have a good run that time off of turn two. Maybe he's adjusting some things inside that car to make it better. Still about five car lengths back behind Lundqvist having just a hard time to get that run off of turn two and keep that momentum rest away around the racetrack. Looks like he moved up the racetrack in turns one and two. That may carry a little bit of momentum. Mark, he's closed within three car lengths again in a turn three. Last two times, a spot on. Davey Hamilton says got a really good run in the exit of turn number two. He may be working with the tools inside that race car, making it handle better a half a groove higher to hold on to that momentum. Has it down to four car lengths now as they cross the start finish line. And to turn number one, Lundquist again. He is absolutely glued to the bottom of the racetrack. Grab him about a half a groove off the bottom, trying to carry a little bit of momentum down the back straightaway, planted right in the middle of the racetrack. Brabham's got it down to two car lengths. Mark, he continues to close. The adjustments he's made the last three laps through one and two has made all the difference in the world down the back straightaway. He really gets a good run and pulls up on him to the entrance in turn number three. But again, how does the car manage dirty air when he catches him going into turn three? Seven laps to go here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. This is the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. We're watching a great battle between Linus Lundquist and Matthew Brabham for the race win. Down the back straightaway, it's two car lengths again for Lundquist into the third corner. Looks identical to the last lap as it stays at two car lengths, and it's going to stay that most likely until they get to turn number one. Again, the last couple of times, half a groove up allows him to maintain better momentum off of turn number two. He's, he's really close now as he gets to turn one. Yeah, he got a strong charge down the front straightaway. Again, Brabham moves to the top. Lundquist slides a bit at the exit of turn number two. He is catching him. He's at it down to one car length as they set up for turn number three. Brabham right in those tire tracks marks into the third corner. He's close, but he knows he did not have the momentum to attempt to make the pass, and he did not want to have to lift through three and four. So the veteran showing the fact that he's got the experience to maintain that momentum. Pick his spots into turn number one. Five laps to go. Davey, you want to get him in one or three. Which would you prefer? Well, I think his best opportunity right now is to close up, coming off of turn two, try to get underneath him or beside him at least getting into turn three. He's just having a difficult time as he's one car back going into turn three, but he just gets too much dirty air, loses too much ground coming on this front straightaway. Boy, he can work the high side at turns one and two, but the problem, Mark, not a lot of much of a high groove in the turns three and four, but here comes Brabham. He's got a run, and he's looking to the inside. This track is much different than Iowa, but this scenario is eerily the same for Matthew Brabham. He hopes it unfolds much differently. Good strong run at the halfway point of the back straightaway. Brabham's going to take a look to the inside. He will show him a nose. They'll go wheel to wheel into turn number three. Brabham's got the advantage on the bottom, and he'll slide up in front of Linus Lundquist out of turn number four. They're going to see 
23 laps to go. Mark, we've got a new race leader, but can Brabham hold on for the final three circuits? Fans showing their appreciation for this late race battle. A couple of them stood up, a lot of them applauding. Matthew Brabham, two car length advantage over turn number two. Down the back straightaway, Brabham has stretched it out to about three car lengths. They are both catching the lap car of Jacob Abel. We'll see if that plays into the finish, but through turns three and four, Brabham, he's opened it up to four or five car lengths. Davey, the pass stuck, and it looks like he's starting to pull away. He sure is, and I don't think he'll catch the lap traffic. Only two laps to go. Abel will surely, I don't think they'll get there. I think Brabham has this well in hand. Ten car length lead going into turn one. Has a lot of momentum. Did the same thing, I think. Saved his tires to the end like he did in in Iowa, but this time got Bauer Mark, without any damage. Mark James, he has made that pass, and that gap continues to grow. Matthew Brabham coming out of turn number four, about to see the white flag. It's interesting to note, Nick Gilman, these two drivers literally driving for their racing future, but under vastly different circumstances. The white flag is in the air as they war towards turn number two. Matthew Brabham has about a six-car length advantage. It's a 75-lap race, but he only needs the last three. Can he hold on for another half a lap? Again, they're both catching the lap car of Jacob Abel. Doesn't look like that car is going to factor in. Into turn number three. Brabham's advantage has grown again to about eight car lengths. What a battle and what a win this is going to be for Matthew Brabham. A little redemption in St. Louis. Matthew Brabham sees the twin checkered flags. He wins here at Worldwide Technology Raceway over Linus Lundquist. The winning advantage, six-tenths of a second as Brabham scores the race victory after leading just three laps. Lundquist comes home in second. Benjamin Peterson finishes third. Daniel Frost comes across the check the start finish line to come home in fourth. Fifth will go to Hunter McElray. Sixth to Stingray Rob. Seventh to Jacob Abel, uh, who does be, uh, remain the final car on the lead lap. We'll give you the rest of the full field rundown. Uh, James Rowe finishes in the eighth position. Ernie Francis Jr. in ninth. Kiffin Simpson in tenth. Christian Bogle 11th. And Christian Rasmussen out of the race in twelfth. Matthew Brabham going to go down and do some victory donuts there. And I believe that is turn number four it is he'll kick up a little bit of smoke a well-earned victory uh, it's going to be a fantastic victory lane interview as he absolutely earned this race win here at worldwide technology raceway uh, as he duels with Linus Lundquist over the last uh, really 10 to 15 laps ran him down made the pass and scores the race win Lundquist takes a bit of a hit in the points his championship margin still 108 markers over Matthew Brabham 109 over Hunter McElray 119 over Stingray Robin fourth Benjamin Peterson fifth in the championship 149 points back as uh, Matthew Brabham makes that slow crawl down pit lane looked like he got saluted by members of the Andretti Autosport crew as he takes that hard left-hand turn and will take that car into victory lane what a win for Matthew Brabham here at Worldwide Technology Raceway a great way to kick off what is uh, going to be a fun afternoon here at Worldwide Technology Raceway Upcoming, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 for the NTT IndyCar Series. And Mark Janes rejoins us here in the booth as we uh, wait to hear from some of these drivers. What a battle uh, between Lundquist and Brabham. It ultimately set him up, and it took him lap after lap, finally found a way to get around him. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that... Uh... Pardon me. Too many boxes up here. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any question that uh, tire management, I think, is what benefited Matthew Brabham and... Uh, Going to the high side, I think Davey pointed it out over the last five laps or so. Uh, really solid job by Brabham making adjustments to the car and able to make the most of that momentum through one and two where that car was struggling. But uh, great race for him. So happy for him. Great kid. And uh, a, a great finish to that race for sure. Let's hear from Linus Lundquist. Jake, he's going to have to settle for second, but he maintains a 108-point lead over the entire field. Massive points lead, and that's the question for Linus Lundquist is, were you settling for second? There's two ways to look at it, Linus Lundquist. One is to say, man, oh, so close. And the other is to say, hey, man, I brought this thing home clean with a podium and I got a 108-point lead. Which way does Linus Lundquist see it? Uh, as of right now, very disappointed. Obviously, we wanted to win this race. Um, but all in all, um, you know, they were just a little bit faster than us today. I don't know where they found the pace because we, we felt pretty comfortable in, in testing and in quality. Uh, but did the today, track change at all? I mean, because all of a sudden, late in the race, it kind of the wind picked up a little bit and it got cloudy. But did you feel that? Yeah, you you, you felt the, the the wind gust. I mean, uh, I almost spun in one and two a couple of times. So happy to even bring it back. But um, yeah, we're gonna have to look back at it. Uh, but either way, you know, good good points from the championship. Like I said, uh, extended the lead. So uh, yeah, feel good going into.
to Portland Laguna now. In the end, that's the important thing. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Linus Lundquist. Nick? Yeah, easy to be disappointed. That's uh, understandable. But, again, he is closing in on a championship and with just three races to go. One at Portland here in a couple weeks and uh, the doubleheader to close out the season for uh, the at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. It is going to be a championship, no doubt, for Linus Lundquist. But the day belongs to Matthew Brabham, and he is standing by in victory lane with Michael Young. Just got a hug from his dad, the rest of the crew coming by. It's been a long time coming, and I know... Iowa's in the past, but this is a bit of redemption for you today. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, big thank you to all the team, Andretti Autosport, Mastermind, all the people that supported me this year. And, uh, yeah, we I think we should have won more races than we did, but that's where that grit came from at the, the last couple of laps. So I was kind of saving that top lane for all weekend, and it's... Uh, those last 15 laps have worked. Those The bits of traffic in those last 15 laps, you got in and both were able to get around it, and then you started looking for that groove. With three laps to go, you finally made it to work, but it got hairy a couple of times off of turn number two. You were using every inch of this racetrack. Oh, yeah, I was just trying to use all the track. It gets a little loose sometimes at the end of the, but the tires held up great. And, yeah, I got a little feisty with some of the traffic there, but... Obviously, teammates are helping teammates, and that's that's understandable. But I was just uh, fired up. I wanted to win so bad after Iowa. It's well-deserved. Congratulations. Thank you. Matthew Brabham, your winner here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Yep, so Matthew Brabham, who won the first race of the season at St. Petersburg, gets the win here in round number 11. Again, final look at your full field rundown. Matthew Brabham, your race winner. Linus Lundquist finishes second. Benjamin Peterson third. Daniel Frost and Hunter McElroy ran out the top five. In sixth, it was Stingray Robs. 7th, Jacob Abel. 8th, James Rowe Jr. ninth Ernie Francis Jr. 10th, Kiffin Simpson. 11th, uh, Christian Bogle. And then Christian Rasmussen, uh, the final driver. Again, reminder, coming up next for the Indy Light Series, uh, trip to Portland International Raceway on the weekend of September 4th where they will contest round number 12. Up next for IndyCar Radio, again, reminder, uh, going a little bit early, uh, same start time for our show, 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern for the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Make sure you tune in right at the top of the hour because we are going to fire engines one minute into the show trying to race the weather here. So thanks so much for listening to today's coverage of the Indy Lights at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Congrats once again to the winner, Matthew Brabham. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Michael Young and Jake Query. Helping to call the action on track was Mark Jaynes. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite and technical support by Scott Burkett. Our producer is Sam Brumsa. Production assistance today by Paul Levitt. The network director is Chris Pollock. And my name is Nick Yeoman. Don't go anywhere. Mark Jaynes, David Hamilton, the rest of the IndyCar Radio crew will be back at the top of the hour, 6 p.m. Eastern, to bring you flag-to-flag coverage of the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Streaming right here on your phone, tablet, computer, Computer on Sirius XM Channel 160 and a radio station near you. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.